<laughs> it's calling the police. So, the one in, a, in, a, in, a, in a really non-therapeutic way, how you doing? You okay? How you been? Not too bad. Not too, Not bad. too bad. In, in myself, I'm all right. It was contortionist, myself, like. I probably could, you know, do better. Like, you know, dine your eye once in a while or something like that. Maybe moisturise, something yeah. something along those lines. Yeah. What about yourself? Similar, similar. Um, like um, every, every time people talk about that, regardless of like your, your, your background or your experience in self-care and the like, um, I always <laughs> have um, uh, Jonathan Van Ness from, uh, from Queer Eye uh, in, in my head. Because he always talks about checking in with yourself you whilst, whilst whilst doing this, and like <laughs> I, I I sincerely and unashamedly love him. Like he, he is by far Just spirit I, animal. I defy anybody to talk to Jonathan Van Ness and not feel better. <laughs> I defy anybody. Like I'm, I, even even if these kind of makeover shows are are not your bag uh, and the like, yeah, yeah. Watch. Uh, have you ever have you ever watched any Queer Eye? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I've seen a clip with a few of him in, but I know what you mean. The sort of right. thing of like you went marching up to him like, uh, I hate myself. Go yeah. for it. You're gonna be okay, kid. Damn it. <laughs> he knows me. Gonna be okay. <laughs> 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 yeah so that's that just popped in my head so i thought i'd share it um yay just gakar i don't know if i've just pronounced that correctly but hello to you as well um hello sir yeah that zoom changed that to you just got car um which is cars, which is which is great now the the reason <laughs> that i um <laughs> the the, the I, kind of surreptitious reason that i uh that I put this uh, a scripted change on is to bring up the uh, the concept of language uh, and the information that we can use that for in in terms of uh, deduction. Oh no no! Stand by! Stand by! Uh, uh, Ye just wanted to ask something about putting facts together. So um, I presume they're gonna they're, they're gonna type out the question, but. In terms of the content for this particular one, we're going to be looking at language mm. uh, and some Negative. of the information that that reveals about the uh, about the person in question, mostly yeah. because it's a widely overlooked thing when you come to uh, yeah. com conversational components, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I've always thought because I know you have a deep interest of learning different languages mm. and understanding people on different levels, but from that, I'm guessing you have an idea of what appeals to people to want to learn those languages. Because in a way, I suppose, like, you're the master of your own communication, aren't you? Let and me just you jump a... in a sec. Yeah. I don't mean learning different languages. I mean, like, literally the words that people the, say. Oh, the actual language. The actual content of the, like, oh. as, as we're speaking in, speaking in English, the actual yeah. uh, deductive information that we can get from the words that people say, yeah, how yeah. they say them, yeah. why they say them. Uh, those, yeah, those yeah, kinds yeah. of things absolutely you mean things like subtly slipping out and what have you and yeah yeah quirks that people yeah. have the Freudian slips the fillers the stutters yeah. the yeah you know. <laughs> well there's someone i used to know well you know i have my plenty share of uh 
language, languini or languini? No, that's a pasta. Linguini, yeah. I've explained my own issues. Anyway, uh, I've displayed them, not said them. (laughs) I used to to know a guy um, who, oh, what did he say now? I I thought this would stick in my head forever and now it's gone. (laughs) It was um, literally, and oh God, what was the other one? You know him as well. Literally. Literally. Honest, oh God, what? He was two things. It was literally at the end of most sentences, he said. Literally. I, 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 no, I can't. Yeah, I went to a family the other day, literally. Say, say their name. Say, just, they, these don't know him. Don't say his full name. Just say their first name. Uh, Jack. Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah. Right. Literally. And there was something else. I can't remember what it was. It was literally in. Ah, that's gonna that's gonna annoy me. That is, <laughs> but well, that's the thing. Yeah. He he uh, he doesn't know how to effectively express himself, so he uses these words that help him convey his story. Um, in that area, yeah. you know, I was um oh, like ah, oh, I was I was starving. I thought that I was gonna die literally. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> Why did it literally you? need to be there? Yeah. Okay, literally. Exactly. So you didn't actually, so you're using hyperbole to try and convey it, how <laughs> it was actually the other word was actually, actually sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well no, that, that that's you that's the it. thing. That's that's the thing. He's he's using hyperbole because he wasn't actually going to die as a result of how hungry he was yeah. he's using that to convey his mood so we know a little bit more about he how he processes stories and some of his trigger points and the like within that area we know a little bit more about how he speaks about things and we could have a conversation with him develop a, a verbal baseline so if he talks about everything which spoiler yeah. alert we've said he does uh, in terms of actually <laughs> literally uh, and the like within that we know there's 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 a declarative nature to everything that he says in, in terms of uh feelings-based statements so he would be a type mm. of person that would say things like well i feel this as opposed to i think this uh and the yeah. like so we can track the differences in terms of how he's processing different topics to better understand uh what his thoughts are behind them what his motivations are behind them because it, it, it's all come from a question earlier on in the week um yeah this this uh this guy that i know was like uh is, is mind reading real i was it, it depends <laughs> it depends <laughs> like uh, if i know what's on your mind because I, I can figure it out through other things then yeah of, of course it is yeah. but that doesn't make it secretive <laughs> everyone does it <laughs> you know what's There's on your dog's mind when they're it? wagging the tail by a front door <laughs> There's a sort of there's a baseline of intelligence that we all have in terms of like it's the only way we are where we are as humans, isn't it? Mm. We're mm. intelligent enough now to be able to to know what the other person is thinking, depending on that relationship we have with them. Like you and Maddie, like I imagine if you looked at Maddie now, mm. uh, and you know if she spoke to you uh, or if she she's not in the room. <laughs> I, I tried. She's not in the room. <laughs> If she spoke to you, you probably have an idea of what she's thinking or what yeah. she's uh, feeling at that point. However, back to when you first met her, 
it might not necessarily all be there. Obviously, yeah. like with yourself, I don't, you study these kinds of things, but that's a sort of generic sort of sort of area we all started into it mm. in a kind of like mind reading sort of way. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. It's kind of yeah. I mean, you can get as as kind of uh, mm. clinical. Uh, about it as possible when it comes to this kind of thing and it does tend to be pushed um at least for my two pennies yeah into the realms of you know like graphology and phrenology and the like it'll only be kind of pushed so far but there are a number of studies that, that look into the words that you say in relation to what it kind of means towards your behavioral pathology within that area and there's one that stands out uh, that was done in uh, 2003. Uh, there's been loads done since, but let's let's see if you can. I've I've got the details up in front of me. Let's see if you can guess the reasons why uh, this stands out to me. I want to read you the opening couple of lines. Um, the the power of statistical analysis to quantify a person's changing language use uh, sorry changing language use over time is a key advantage to programs such as LIWC in 2003 Pennebaker and statist statistician R Sherlock Campbell now at Yale University used a statistical tool called latent semantic analysis to study diary entries of trauma patients and the like but it yeah so right right so even even down to some of the basic things like when you look at um people in uh uh like team building scenarios and something mm. that requires more than one person um and and the like how are they yeah. talking about this are they saying i do this i do that I did this when, uh, when are you talking to me? Should I, you know, I do this or is it us? Are they talking about we, uh, and the yeah. like within this area? Are they talking about me and you? Are they talking about us and them, uh, and the like within this area? There are these little leaks, uh, in terms yeah. of those, uh, in terms of those details that come out that are based, uh, upon motivating factors towards how they are, perceiving the scenario yeah. like look at that interview that Shemima Begum did or Shemima Begum she's talking about me and the British people and the mm. like but wanting to come back home uh, uh and and you know be a part of uh, Britain again now yeah. there are there are reasons one way or the other I'm sure that most people could argue there's a number of other non-verbals aside that make me think that that's bs as well but if you were looking yeah. at just that thing on the surface that's a disfluency yeah. that doesn't that's that doesn't make yeah. sense <laughs> because we have me and the british people yeah. yet i want to yeah. be part together and the like it's uh yeah, yeah. it's it's like a it's like a what's the psychological word dissonance it's uh it's a dissonance there are these two uh two opposing ideas yeah. holding the same kind of uh, cranial yeah. headspace it sounds like obviously she's basically making two separate parties so she's not necessarily basically basically that's the word i use quite a lot <laughs> she's not necessarily actually. putting actually man literally she's <laughs> not necessarily um like gelled with that idea that she's trying to sell to us because like you said when she's saying like oh me and the british people like it's like two political parties 
trying to meet on certain ideals. Yeah. And that just goes to show, like, well, then you have no clear I, I hope of in reintegrating if you still see yourself like that. Yeah. If I want to go home, I want to go home. That'd be something different. Me and the British people, it sounds like, oh, you're going to come with your own team, are you, and just sort of stay for a bit and then probably jump ship whenever. <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. Like you're going to be an addition, not yeah. part of. <laughs> right, right. Like if, yeah. if I, I always yeah. think I was trying to boil it down to, to as, as reductionistic a standpoint as possible so I can add the details on afterwards. And if the, and if the, the observations change, then clearly the, 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 uh, the, the outcome, the, the answer needs to change as a result, right? But so if you look at it yeah. from as, as black and white a position as possible, that is two parties that have fallen out, <laughs> right? A lot of yeah. horrible detail along the falling out, but there, there are there are two parties that have had a had a disagreement. Now, yeah. when 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 you've had a, a, a disagreement with Becky, or I've had a disagreement with with everyone, you you are. <laughs> I, I I disagree with people quite quite a lot to be honest. Uh, but if but if I'm looking to if I'm looking to make amends for whatever reason, right? When you are unconsciously towards that end game, you don't speak about the last time you and I had a fight, or the last time you did this and I said this. It's all about the last time we had a fight, uh, and and the last time. Uh, uh, we did this yeah. in the last time our discussions were had. There's this cohesive element because that's what you want back. That's the motivating factor that's coming yeah. through specifically in your language. There's a number yeah. of other things that could contradict it as a result if you've been coached and the like, but blah, 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 blah. that's, that's yeah. a whole technical rabbit hole. We're not really going <laughs> to tumble down uh, at the minute, maybe for another day. Not at the moment, Alice. Not at the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to wait for another day. Uh, it, it, exactly, exactly. Um, so let's take a let's take a couple of um, comments from the uh, from the chat now. Uh, where are we? So here we go. Whenever you can address my cue, presuming that means question, um, I would like to ask for certain tips regarding putting my observations together. I've now built the habit of observing things but lack knowledge, which is being addressed with the monographs awesome um but to find the creative yes. reasons and justifications of my observation is tough right now that's that's kind of a lot of things um going together but it sounds in essence like uh, all you're really looking for is uh how to how to confirm the observations that you've made uh, and please do correct me if i'm wrong if i'm if i'm reading that incorrectly um because you know this this there's clearly a language barrier so if if there's some part of that that, that i've sort of misinterpreted then, then jump in and let me know uh because with you saying i've now built the habit of observing things but lack the knowledge your background knowledge is going to grow however long you're researching into this like i say <laughs> to people who want that holy grail of being able to look at somebody and know what they do for a living it's like uh if if you were to see somebody walking down the street with the mcdonald's uniform on there's the Holy Grail right there. I'm looking at you. I know yeah. you work for McDonald's, but that's just because I've recognized the golden arches <laughs> and the like, <laughs> which is which is background knowledge you add the more that you research, the more that you work um, and the like within that area. Pack it all away. All right. And when it comes down to yeah. confirmation, you pretty much got one of two options. Either you have a conversation with the person that you've been observing <laughs> Do you work at McDonald's? <laughs> uh, yeah, ex exactly. Uh, uh, and the like. Or 
you confirm what can be observed from a distance. So uh, can I can I deduce based upon their directional cues which shop they're they're going into? Okay, so I was wrong. Uh, no, no. Uh, I meant let's say you have observed things about a person that he wears a shirt commonly, goes to a certain place commonly. Then how would we know why he does that? Um, so th this is about your. This is not just based on those kind of aesthetic details and and the like. So he goes, what's the certain place commonly uh, and the like? Is the certain place a park? What's at the park? Who gathers at the park? What does, he, what does he do at the park? Is it a certain shop? What does the shop sell? What does he buy from the shop? These are all little behavioral triggers that have additional information on. There's, there's no empty action of putting a shirt on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, we, 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 we put a shirt on because we've been engineered. Exactly. Right. <laughs> We've been engineered on a societal level that we, we can't wander the streets to inappropriately uh, ex expose ourselves in the area. No. So you start to ask yourselves questions uh, and questions and questions about it. So what can you ask yourself about this commonly worn shirt? Does it fit them? Does it work with the style of the rest of their clothes? Uh, have they buttoned it correctly? Is it tattered? Is it new? Is it old? Is it clean? Is it creased? Uh, and the like, right? <laughs> Once you've got answers to these questions, they will start to expand on what you do within that area. Um, hello, Juanita. Francisco says, hi, Ben and Adam. Hi. Hello. Um, How are you? Um, <laughs> a great name for a channel as well that's popped in. Obviously normal is, is, uh, is waving. <laughs> hey, Love obviously it. normal. Obviously normal. Uh, I like it. I'm obviously touched <laughs> that he came by. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Actually. <laughs> obviously. Right? Literally. Actually, obviously. Literally. <laughs> oh, so, every time I'm going to say them words, I wish I'd forgotten. <laughs> I wish I'd stayed in that realm of forgetting those words. <laughs> Can you see the little shaking shark fin of Letsky's tail? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like something, like some green thing is going to skit to the corner. Flubber <laughs> has just popped up. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in in terms of this, you're you're looking uh, following on in terms of um, how they phrase conversations. Uh, he said, "She." Well, that was a tongue twister. Yeah. The he, he said, said, she said, he sells yeah. seashells by the seashore. Um, that wasn't part of the the, the study, by the way. Um, <laughs> so some of the things that they found uh, from the statistician side of things, Mr. Sherlock Campbell. Statistician. Yeah, that's see, I can say statistician, but I struggled with he said she said. Done it again. He said she said. Maybe I'm what overthinking does statistician it. Statistician means statistic. Yeah, you're a, you're you know like you know like if you're a mathematician, you you work within the realm of mathematics. Uh, if you're a statistician. Oh, yeah. Um, then you are develop, developing studies uh, and the like to come across with yeah. certain statistics. You know, they, they say, like, uh, uh, take the, the really popular uh, mile per hour speed limit uh, mm. and the like. Uh, if, if, if you drive at 25 miles per hour, there's an 84% <laughs> chance that I'll live. If you hit me at 35 <laughs> miles per hour, there's a 79% chance that I'll die. <laughs> there's there's somebody that looks at the statistics for that to develop those kind of things. Yeah, those, those would be oh, your statisticians of the world, darling. And they they come up with um, 
uh, well, I say they, like Sherlock Campbell, is two people. The singular entity that is uh, Sherlock Campbell. Um, uh, in reference Sherlock to, Campbell. Yeah, what, a, what an absolute ledge. Um, yeah. Uh, was, uh, in, in general, women tend to use more pronouns and references to other people, whereas men are more likely to use articles, prepositions, and big words. Really? Is that a, a, a masculine thing like... You know, I have to throw a big word in there to to do. Is, is it like an alpha thing? <laughs> so this this higher this, intelligence. Yeah, it, it could be, but it's very contextual, very yeah. contextual, uh, uh, and and the like within that area. Um, like for me, I um, I've I've taken great pains to change the way that I talk uh, away from most Stokies, mostly because. I want to be employable, and uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I don't think yeah. the, the Stokey accent <laughs> allows for that. Like most um, people in Stoke, we're literally trying to forget we're from Stoke. Yeah, and try to pretend that we're from somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but the 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 language, uh, yeah. you know, I like uh, I could talk about people's vernacular or the lexicon mm. that they have uh, and the like. Uh, yeah. So it depends on the context as in your audience. Mm. Like I, I say that, and I know that everyone here knows what I'm on about uh, and the like. So it doesn't really matter uh, in that area. Yeah. Whereas if I was talking to somebody that um, uh, annoyed me uh, and the like, mm. I might be particularly verbose in my descriptions and provide them some information for their edification uh, and the like yeah. uh, in the hopes of kind of putting up this barrier to mm, just leave me be yeah. uh, no, and you just it, back off <laughs> mm, uh, and the like or you might you yeah. might go the other way where within that area the the uh, the the additional language that you're trying to use might be overcompensating mm. uh you know for for a, a lack of a, a grasp of a particular concept that you throw in yeah. a big word to try and make it sound like you know what you're talking about my friend at university was particularly awesome at doing this so much so <laughs> that it used to really annoy the um i think she was from glasgow uh but her name was jillian anyway i think she was from glasgow uh and it was <laughs> it was brilliant because we get there like after the weekend and she'd be like oh flash yeah. have you have you read the book have you? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> uh, and, and, and he'd read the blurb on the back and make some good points and some good, uh, you know, uh, and he'd, he'd speak about the, the dichotomy uh, between certain characters and the lecturer would be like, that's, that's a great point. That's a great point. And they're like, and she'd turn around and go, oh, bloody hell, Flash. Bloody hell. Uh, and... <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> no, I got Irish. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. She'd be That's like, I have to sit there and read this wee book, and you just come in and you do that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it was great. She she was awesome. Uh, she, she was absolutely awesome. Love her to bits. Uh, I, I she <laughs> just in terms of her comedy, like she was a naturally just a funny person. Uh, yeah. and like whenever there's one of those lectures that just go on for hours and you're all out. Yeah, yeah. she can hold you. She can yeah. hold you here. 
yeah absolutely just just a quip from jillian and you're like you know what it's gonna be all right it's gonna be okay (laughs) 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 exactly but that's that's the way that uh you know the bigger words can be used in in certain contexts what i found more interesting is the fact that these are more common among men than they are women so does that say more about the fact that men by and large aren't mm. aren't as willing or as comfortable to talk about uh you know their feelings their 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 personal standpoints their viewpoints uh, and the like on on certain things for the sake of being castigated uh, yeah. <laughs> uh over you know over over certain elements you know whereas... i can't know things that would make me a woman <laughs> exactly <laughs> in a very sexist way of saying it <laughs> there was um there was a bill bailey uh a routine uh where he uh, i'm probably going to butcher the lines but he was talking about these uh the this this article that he read in uh in cosmopolitan it was like yeah, yeah. I, I found in cosmopolitan you know didn't buy it i found it and uh he was saying <laughs> in in cosmopolitan that women that, that women, they have such open communication channels because they can talk about their feelings and what motivates them. And, and there's such safe spaces to be created between their friends and this support structure that they have to learn and grow with each other. Whereas you come to men, we, are, you know, we have this thing where you say, I love you, little me. And so we talk about, <laughs> it's not really talking about that. And you know, we, we just say, well, you know, I'll explain time with you and you, you know, and it, you see it was like that, which is just bollocks, <laughs> isn't it, really? <laughs> it's true, isn't it, though? Like, when men come to, I suppose, the more emotional side of things or stuff which mm. requires a deeper connection mm. or things that you'd normally shy away from uh, when, I don't know, there's other things sort of getting in the way of that. You don't want to be embarrassed, the public situation, that sort of thing. Men yeah. are very different in those environments yeah so i've always noticed when stuff like that happens men kind of regress a little bit towards more of a child state where innocence allowed that a little bit so it's sort of it's simplified in a way it's quite like so it does go along the lines of because we can't just say like uh, i appreciate your presence and time in my life <laughs> right <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> followed by an awkward silence oh <laughs> <laughs> Me and, like, and Maddie had a similar one for a while. Like, uh, neither of us could say husband or wife, seriously. It, it, <laughs> like, m- whenever I said wife, it, ca- it, it came out like Borat. I'd be like, this is my wife. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't say it. And Maddie had, had kind of do this kind of put your chin down, she go, my husband. <laughs> and, uh, right? It's when uh, I remember when my mate once. He, one of his first relationships and he started using the word babe for the first time but because we knew him as not one of those people <laughs> we were sort of like sat in the sixth floor room at school and a new girlfriend come and sit down and for the first time ever you could tell it was on the tip of his tongue to say it but he knew very well that we were all there so it was sort of like you okay babe <laughs> I've it the longest time babes were bib. what bib. 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 and then it advanced bib bib babe 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 
<laughs> it came back to an actual word. <laughs> Can I just say that the Zoom conversations changed that to bed, 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 bed. <laughs> bed, 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 bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Verbal content is is such an important part of better understanding humans uh, and the like i mean not so much what they're talking about but how how they're talking about it uh, and the like with like if you look at the uh what they were saying about um uh women being able to reference other people and other people's views more yeah and the like doesn't make them any more uh inclusionary than than males for example it just Mm. means that they've taken that on board Whereas, like, uh, you hear things like, uh, uh, oh, you have to respect everyone's opinion. Males are more of the opinion that goes, well, no, first of all, I would have to listen to your opinion. Then I reserve the right to go, that's a stupid opinion. (laughs) <laughs> um, and th- but that's that that's that's not my words that's me paraphrasing pat and oswalt but that comes from this it relates to this very kind of um male driven difference uh in terms of the inclusionary understanding of what it takes to share and that's just one aspect uh if yeah. if you look at uh people that talk in metaphors people that are the uh the i feel this versus the i think this the kind of sensory preference and the mm. like within this area when i i did a video on bill gates uh, earlier in the week and it was particularly interesting when he started to use his fillers uh, in terms of you know when you're talking about certain things and you get that uh um uh, yeah. mm, in that area yeah. now there there are natural moments when they would occur that they occur naturally when you're searching for information that's not quite there yet or you have to go oh what was um and yeah. then come back come back to it these these natural dips they have when you're speaking yeah. from a place of authenticity and uh me you know when i'm naturally speaking about things the there's there's certain moments where i i, I want to say about eight thousand things all at once yeah, yeah. um so that i get kind of like, blah, 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 uh, and the like <laughs> and my brain naturally stops so i have to go hm, mm, yeah. say this bit next so, say this bit next but like when he was speaking about his relationship with jeffrey epstein his 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 timing between these fillers was much shorter so that's 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 indicative that's indicative yeah 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 he's he's picked up to kind of uh he's picked up in terms of his speed of brainwave states and i'm not going to get into that as well because that's not this again it's a massive rabbit hole but if you look into the way that we process certain things when we process yeah. things quicker it doesn't mean we process more it means we process without rationale uh and yeah. the like within that so he's using the uh words uh words uh 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 more times when he's speaking about jeffrey epstein and there's less actual content uh yeah. in terms of the words that he's saying so clearly you get this this more direct understanding that okay epstein is causing this guy a lot of internal distress he's actively self-modifying the words that he's saying as yeah. a result <laughs> and you know weird that that would like oh the ears disappear you'd think oh they're more uh honest and it's actually coming out and you know things are obviously uh cognitively moving mm. but if the ears are needed really to make it more natural like it maybe is a uh, could uh, still be 
a sense mm. of natural calm within you. Mm. So if the ears disappeared, uh, disappear, if the if the ears disappeared, and you no longer had ears, and you were speaking like there was just no time between each sentence, like any of that sort of thing, is that an emotional change? Yeah. Or could that just be something where you are clear thinking, or? Well, it, 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 both would be answered with yeah. yes, uh, because it's it's contextual to the person, right? Yeah. Like most people know that, like when uh, I or you talk about things that we're particularly interested and passionate uh, passionate about, we tend to talk quite quickly and quite loud, and we. Like, ah, ah, ah. So yeah, if yeah, we yeah. were if we were talking about things where our words were saying how much we were interested in certain topics. Um, but it wasn't outwardly matched by how we normally say these words, mm. where we can reference the truisms of knowing that they actually feel passionate about this. There's a there's an incongruency between the two, and the incongruency it means something. It doesn't necessarily mm. mean that it's a deceptive practice and the like within that area, because there could be a number of other factors that that have affected your current emotional state. And you yeah. know, I'm yeah, I'm not talking about all of the shudder woulda cudders because that could go on for a while. Um, but what you're what you're looking to understand from how a person talks is mm. always in relation to the things that they talk about. Always, yeah. because then you're going to have uh, a much more reactive awareness for the times that they change. Uh, you know, the the, the times that they uh, 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 kind of ebb and flow. Um, you know, it, yeah. they, they have intonation. Like if if we spoke to 10 football fans of the same team each time and asked them about the uh, the same game with the same outcome each time, we get like you would you would hope similar reactions of, of positivity or negativity or disgruntlement, you know, dependent upon like. Yeah win loss or draw within that area whereas you if you monitored one's um uh, uh outward displays of positivity let's say for example it was 10 wins rarely happens yeah. but let's let's say for the sake of this hypothetical it did and we got oh it's awesome oh it's a great game yeah it was a good win oh, that was all right what what are these motivating factors you could look at the scores they were talking about a great game it was six nil Oh, it was all right. Yeah. It was one nil, uh, and they're like, okay, so you know the 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 excitement they get is from the social endeavor more so than anything. Where there's more goals, there's more action, there's more camaraderie in this and the like. Or if they were yeah. saying, oh, it's a great game, and it was it was two nil. Oh, it's it all right game. It was two nil as well. Something else has yeah. has gone on around there that's that's kind of forced or brought brought about that change, and that's that's the yeah. reason I I encourage more people to to look at how words are said because we can say people to talk about football then <laughs> more people should talk about football that's that's quite a, that's quite a big change in how i talk about things <laughs> right which, now i'm which, turning that into a gift <laughs> it, it could be true I, I more people should talk about football what do you mean ben they should talk about cancelling it stopping it shutting it down <laughs> i mean I notice certain traits I have when people do talk about football. Like half the time when we get into those conversations with people, like uh, about anything, you you listen, you actively listen and respond, don't you? Those are the main things. You're hmm. trying to uh, absorb it. If it's something you don't know about, you've probably got more questions in your response than simply just responding, haven't you? Because yeah. you're sort of eager to know about, like they say, a hobby or 
what were you doing at the weekend? I was DJing or I was doing this or I went walking or I went to, I was like, mm. oh, well, I, and then you sort of explore in those areas. Mm. Uh, that's how I do it anyway. But when football is like a bit of a brick wall for me, because as soon as someone brings something up like that, I go into like a defense mechanism with my language. I don't ask the questions anymore. I simply go into a bit of a panic mode of <laughs> fearing the questions coming towards me. So I'm just sort of quick responding to what they're saying. I got someone at work the other day who came up to me and they were just like, they mentioned two names who I don't know. And they were like, bloody hell, uh, the, the 1964 game versus what it'd be like in 2021. Like, bring him to the match now. Who would you have on your team? Who would you have in his team? And instantly, like, if I was reacting normally to anything like that, you'd be like, well, I don't know um, that guy. What what was he like back then? That sort of thing. But I just yeah, don't yeah. go that way. I go, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, bloody hell. <laughs> you couldn't have him on today, could you? You know, different time, different time. <laughs> and What's that? Yeah, come like, in. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, just yeah, just face the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> and Literally. In my head, I'm just like, I'm, <laughs> I've got like two trains of thought, and uh, one thought is not with what's actually happening yeah. with my mouth. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how to get out of there, <laughs> yeah. narrating myself how to get away from that situation. And there are these other words coming out of my mouth, which I'm not really thinking about. They're just sort of these responses that I would hope would make him go away quicker in a manlier way. You know, oh, you, you know, like like a moss situation for IT crowd. Uh, it's ridiculous, yeah. ludicrous. <laughs> now that guy ha has the ball over there. Oh, he's passed it to that guy who seems very upset about something <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah it's right. it's like when people when people talk to me like ah, i still don't get the baffling long longevity of love island um uh, and they're like i have a i have a similar yeah. response and um like uh, I'm, i've i've taken to be quite sort of confrontational in in my urge to have them become self-reflective in that area i'm like okay yeah, yeah. so so here's the challenge i'll be like so what is it about the show that you love and you can't <laughs> and you can't say well it's just good isn't it but a lot of people just seem to answer with that don't they well that's basically saying you're a sick individual who enjoys watching people live out your gormless fantasies <laughs> of having good chat right with right. fucking blake that's that's <laughs> uh, blake. We'll, we'll get We'll come back to this potentially tempestuous can of worms that we've just opened because I, I've thought of something that... We should um, do a Love Island episode. That, no, no, God, no. <laughs> that, that, uh, that's why not even good for a joke. And yeah. why, why it should stop. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, where are we? Sea Queen, triple four. Do you think that age can change your observation? Uh, I'm, I'm not as concerned with how I looked when I was 30, for example. Um, that... I, I'm not quite as sure what you mean by that question. Do you mean your observation of yourself uh, in, in terms of how you feel about yourself? Uh, with you saying I'm I'm not as concerned with how I look when I was 30, for example, or do you mean uh, in how you're looking at the world as how you observe the world when you were 30? So we'll come back to that one. There's still some ambiguity there. Um, uh, Juanita, uh, if someone had, say, 10 small strokes, will there be a way to train the brain to remember the memories that you lost? Well, wow. Jesus, that's that's interesting because first of all, how would you know what's lost? Mm. 
uh you know other than it being um yeah things that you, you use on a day-to-day basis like uh and if you've got the foundation of a relationship with these other people um that tends to become more uh, directive uh in terms of focusing on past or focusing on moving forwards uh in terms of that area so if you're looking in terms of a therapeutic standpoint i wouldn't be focusing on memories that you'd lost but memories that you can make moving forwards and whatever the 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 difficulties of the strokes that they provide um in terms of uh training the brain following a stroke um yeah uh absolutely It, it would depend upon the the outward effects of what the stroke did um because 10 small strokes is still 10 strokes Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still 10 like this yeah there's there's very people yeah. just, who like my dad like when he went for his uh his his checkups a couple of years ago the doctors were like uh so how did you feel when you had your strokes and my dad was like what i haven't had any strokes uh, the doctors were like oh yeah yeah you you have you can you can see oh, it wow. on the scan <laughs> oh, like, oh okay fair enough um but like dad hadn't even noticed <laughs> he, Holy he, hell. Did, he, he didn't even notice yeah um and they're like uh oh here we go so juanita's been specific with uh, your children's names uh and memories that you had with them um so your children's names can then be uh rebuilt in using uh similar mnemonic triggers that you have but I would encourage you to take a more synesthesia kind of approach towards the mnemonics. Um, whereas uh, mnemonics are like, uh, they're ridiculous. They're funny. And they're like, they stick out. They, they uh, encourage this kind of uh, aesthetic feelings based response, which, which do the job uh, in terms of uh, the synesthesia kind of approach towards information. That's, that's things like uh, what does their name change within you? You know, like when, uh, you know when somebody says to you like uh uh oh you know what i could just drink a lovely brew if you're english and then if somebody can feel that they go oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah this there's <laughs> been a re- stick the eating on oh, oh yeah oh there's been a real change oh. so like when somebody says says your you know your kids names what physical change goes along with that and how can you pin that towards mm. this kind of memory so you get this bigger shift uh in terms of the details where we're using more areas of the brain and the retention process uh and you're going to build memories that you had with them by by discussions you know with the people that were there uh, so you can follow similar processes i'm being very kind of bang, 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 about my thoughts on this just because it's a it's a very detailed thing. Um, yeah. Here we go. Let me scroll back. So we, we've done that one. We've done that one. Um, wow. But it's, it's an important sort of one, though, because basically, you know, that, like the, the loss of memory is the arch, the medical side of uh, our, I suppose, existential situation mm. is the arch enemy of memory, isn't it? Mm. The things that we hold dear and hold important and our values, uh, everything about us, the core of us, and including those, like you say, the reactions to certain names and mm. stuff like that, memories that make us, uh, mm. the fact that they could potentially be lost mm. uh, and disappear. And 
it's sort of like one of those things where it makes you really think about Christ. Well, what what am I and what is my memory? Mm. If those things can be gone and how can they be retained? Mm. And what can you do with that? Obviously, like the answer is simple. It's just we go on, don't we? We have to find a way. Yeah. To this, move forward. Th- there but is it's an yeah. isn't it? Because like the stuff that we talk about really in terms of memory and stuff like that, we don't really ever talk about how fragile that all is really in a strange yeah. sense yeah and not to get too sort of like morally you know uh, kind of deep about it but that sort of taking it for granted into it like we could discuss yeah. it all day long but really bloody hell like it's a crazy thing all would you agree that all all we are are memories yeah in a way and stuff yeah, yeah. like There's... our yeah, there's a there's a Greek philosopher that I read, uh, Aeschylus, mm. who said that uh, 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 memory is everything. Yeah, uh, and the like. There's there's nothing without memory. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no learning. There's no growth. There's no happiness. There's nothing. Um, yeah. So to me, I've just kind of adopted it as memory is life. Yeah, essentially, it, it is. It? It, it is the DNA of our very progression. Yeah, as it were. Uh, Absolutely, things could occur, but it just without memory, anything like that, it wouldn't provide the core, the value, mm-hmm. would it? We'll we'll do another episode on this because it's it's quite yeah. an interesting topic. We'll we'll clear yeah. the rest. We'll clear the rest of these uh, these these questions out because um, um, I've ju- I've just had an idea of some of the examples that we could use for for language. Okay, oh Jesus, this is a big question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What what do you think is the biggest motivator of human behaviour? Bloody hell! Would that depend on? That'd be so dependent on where you were in your life, wouldn't it? Yeah. Because I suppose all humans I are different. Did that. I can't see you anymore. <laughs> We've all got a mass of different motivations, haven't we? Mm. How would you know what the main one was? But if you're a family man or family person. It'd be a family, but what if you didn't have a, uh, a large family? What if you just you prefer that to live alone? What would motiv- motivate you then? So, I'll I'll uh, values and needs. There you go. I would agree that that, that would not nicely sums it up, doesn't it? Because yeah, that's got to be there, isn't it? Yeah, that is motivation. Exactly. If if yeah. I need food, I'm motivated to work, or yeah. if if I don't want to work, I'm motivated to eat, or you know, steal. This depends on my values. Do my values yeah. stop me? You know, it's it's all kind of interlinked. So if you're interested in that, I encourage you to read our the work of Mr. Schwartz, uh, the well the Schwartz um, psychological value structure. You could look at Maslow uh, as well. Um, but that's that's quite kind of uh, aesthetic in terms of application for this area. Mm. Great question, though. Great question. Yeah. Um, so, do you observe well, a person? I, I, go on, mate. Sorry, I, I, I've no, heard go, 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 go. it's uh, like the most common motivator, the most sort of uh, caveman motivator for us all is survival. Mm. Just as humans. Everything we do really is engineered for survival, isn't it? To yeah. continue on our very existence. Exactly. Which That's is weird, like. considering considering the only thing that we're born knowing is it's going to end at some point. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. I suppose it's, it's to, to continue with with lack of pain, yeah, or lack of hardship as much as possible. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's good hardship and bad hardship. There's sort of <laughs> this. This kind of feels like a therapeutic session now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort Which, of like, I'm cool. Yeah, with. I'm cool with. It's it's one of those, isn't it? It could open up that kind of worms that could spiral into all sorts of conversations here. Yeah. I forget the one that we're on. I know language is the main thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll come back to that. Here we go. Let's let's yeah, yeah. let's let's bullet point these because it's it started to uh it's starting to grow and uh and I, I want to do this idea now because I'm getting quite excited about it. I can feel my legs tapping. Um, uh, so do you do you observe a person in a sort a certain order of body part? Like the a cheeky, uh, like first observe the legs of a man, then his arms, sleeves, and so on. Uh, it's contextual, contextual, uh, because it's 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 going to depend how you how are you going to observe a barista's shoes if they're stood behind a counter. Uh, um, <laughs> if you adopt your training to be more combative of the style of uh, Bruce Lee. For example, you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put it into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. It, you'll have a more enriched understanding of how it changes from context to context. Boom. Have you considered yeah. compiling a recommended reading list for establishing a strong foundational knowledge base covering dis different aspects of physical, behavioral, and psychological evidence, etc., etc.? Yes, I have but this exists primarily for my students um, and the like. So it, it, it does exist. Uh, it, I, I mean, it does, you know, I, this, this gotta be, this gotta be some perks of training with me. Right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it does exist. And, and it's a, it's a valid uh, verifiable thing to use moving forwards because I'm, I mean, you've heard me say, to, not you specifically, but anyone that listens to this, you've heard me say tons of times that read as much as you can on everything that you can. Um, so yeah, that does exist. Uh, but like all good girls, I don't put out on the first date. <laughs> so so there you go. Um, Get into second days, people. <laughs> uh, so do, do, do we think that criminal profiling training can make us better deductionists? Mm. what do you think would you would i mean from my perspective uh i think it would be really great traits you could pick pick up from doing that sort of thing although again with my mind overthinking and whatnot then i begin to think like, like depending on who you are as well and mm. if you can separate yourself from the the things that you're seeing and you're witnessing uh, are you tainting yourself in a sense of like seeing the good and seeing the bad in people will you then only see uh, the things that are engineered to make a person commit a crime by looking into those sort of things are you going to forget like the good traits in people mm. i suppose it's like you say can you put yourself to one side mm. emotionally uh without it affecting uh you seeing the other values and things that are important to humans as well not just obviously the fact that we're capable of terrible and horrible things <laughs> I, 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 yeah i don't think yeah. there's any more that needs to be said on that i think that's uh i think that's belting mate um yeah. 
Belting. Uh, where are we? Uh, yeah, because that was in reference to not just criminal investigations, so everyday life. So you kind of answered the follow-up part to that as well. Um, yeah. When can you start trusting intuitions regarding deduction and observation, educated intuition? Um, there's there's no clear defined starting point to that. There, there isn't. It, it's just in terms yeah. of your confidence. Uh, when, when do musicians feel comfortable playing a song without looking at the sheet music uh, it, it just depends on on how much you train how much you develop mm-hmm. how many different uh, areas that you work in how many different people that you come across where you are in terms of your skill set how comfortable you are with controlling the environment to make sure that you're gonna have things within the realm of what your skill set is capable of at that time um, mm-hmm. uh, and the like but yeah, there's just as much to be said for being wrong as as there is being right, because I, I don't believe that wrong exists within this area. Uh, I, like, I don't, yeah. you're either going to be correct or you're going to learn something um, and the like. It just depends on yeah. how proactive you are with what's fed back there. Yeah. And boom, that's all the questions. Fabulous. So. Fabulous, huh? Here's what I thought would be a good idea. Let's do it. Let's look at the verbal content of somebody who's quite famous for lying. Um, Trump. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boris. Oh God, like yeah. far oh. too many. Uh, oh, uh, no, here we go. How about Lance Armstrong? Lance Armstrong would be a good one because one. we've got confirmation uh, as yeah. well. So we can kind of work abductively uh, in, in terms of the reasoning, yeah. not tracking him down and sticking him in the boot of a car or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me, uh, let me just Oscar share. Pistor- Is it Oscar Pistorius? Oscar Pistorius, yeah. Pistorius. Was, yeah. was another one. Uh, wow. Zoom's asking me for a password to share. Here we go. So, Lance Armstrong lies. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Lance boy. So, it appears I must have watched this one before. Um, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll play the first couple of seconds. Tell me if the sound carries over so you can hear it. Okay. Lance. Um, you've spoken yeah, yeah. recently about the return of Evan Basso and Floyd Landis um, after uh, their So this is clearly uh, a journalist. And, um, compared them to David Miller and that they should be welcomed back in the way that David Miller was welcomed back. There was one obvious dif- difference in that David Miller has been very pronounced in his anti-doping stance, where these guys have admitted to nothing. What is it about these dopers that you, you seem to admire so much? Excuse me? What is your name again? My name is Paul Kimmage. I work for the Sunday Times. I asked for an interview, but I didn't get one. Right, and just as a little preface, I might, I might just clear up one thing. The reason you didn't get it, Paul, I wanted to make sure that was you because I don't know what you look like. When I decided to come back, for what I think is a very noble reason. There we go. That's great, first of all. What is it about these people that you seem to be so proud about or whatever the question was? Immediately, what I've done that was for a noble reason, mm-hmm. I've completely dis- 
I've completely di- disregarded the question. Yeah. <laughs> from from the get go. Just remember, you like me, <laughs> right? You should all like me. <laughs> Whatever happens next, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I'm putting a bad light. <laughs> exactly. So. From that, first of all, where he says what what I did for a noble reason, if you look at uh, his his fingers in relation to how he says what he's whatever he's about to say, mm-hmm. it'll be along the same kind of masturbatory sense, right? Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be talking about why he's either so hard done to or so awesome or something along those lines. Uh, which, if we're to believe the title of a masterclass in lies and deception, he's putting himself in a more sympathetic standpoint. Hmm. So, You said, folks, the cancer has been in remission for four years, but our cancer has now returned, meaning me. Called it. Just, just want to say, called it. Uh, <laughs> Because he he had cancer and the like, and it's a fucking awful disease, awful. Um, so he's currently using that in terms of uh, emotional blackmail, right? Mm. Uh, how how could you say for, to somebody that's had cancer that they are a cancer uh, and the like? Yeah. Really trying to deface this journalist's comments so that whatever he said prior to that is going to be attempted to be seen as lesser, of lesser value, Yeah, purely through these words. I am here to fight this disease. I am here so that I don't have to deal with it. You don't have to deal with it. None of us have to deal with it. My children don't have to deal with it. But yet you said that I am the cancer, and the cancer is out of Again, I am answer the question. (laughs) No, but again, look, I am here for you. I am here for you. I am here for everybody. But you have had a go at me, Mm. so he's he's trying to displace the team here again. He's trying to displace the team. Put this journalist (laughs) against. uh, Look at all my friends and the like. We've got my back. And yeah, you're dead right, mate. We've got your back. (laughs) Yeah, and he's he's still not answered the question. Which is another thing that the that people are being deceptive do. Either they'll answer something that they want to first of all, um, or they will repeat the question to buy buy themselves more thinking time uh, about the answer. Out of remission. So I think it goes without saying. No, we're not going to sit down and do an interview. And I don't think anybody in this room would sit down for that interview. Teamwork again. You are not worth mm. the chair that you're sitting on with a statement oh. like that, with a disease that touches everybody around the world. Now, to answer your question, in fairness to you, although I'm not sure you deserve it, I'll answer the question. I think... Uh, Look at that straight away. The timing, again. Yeah. Oh, I will answer your question. Although I'm not sure you're worth the answer, right? Jump, jump yeah. back with an insult and then come back to, uh, 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 oh dear, I'm uh, here now. He's running out of things to say to him. <laughs> now, he has to, now he has to answer the question. Right, <laughs> right. This is, um, this is, 
the, one of the prime reasons why yeah. verbal content is so important. Like, uh, I, I've no idea who it was, but somebody mentioned uh, statement analysis uh, in the uh, in the Gabby Petito episode. These these are some of the things yeah. that they would look at. The timing there. Um, he was he was straight on the bandwagon in terms of talking about uh, you called me this and everybody here thinks you're this and this was all quite fluid and descriptive yeah. and how can you refer to me as this disease that's touched everyone here and the like you, yeah. you know trying to engage that yeah right mr journalist you can suck eggs and yeah. whatever <laughs> and the like he's, but he's already he's, he's like getting to the point of where he doesn't have to answer the question it's sort of like like luffy look at the time scale it, it's past the halfway just past the halfway <laughs> point, and he still hasn't got to answer it so he's kind of used one half of the answer to build up that wall of security just in case he doesn't have the answer. <laughs> yeah. So what we'll see moving forward, if it is that we can confirm how his growing levels of anxiety and how he's self-modifying his speech um, are verifiable, he will start to move in his chair because he's he's becoming a bit more uncomfortable with this growing level of anxiety energy that he's feeling doesn't know quite how to displace or his errs and filler words will grow in number or that the time that they occur in relation to other things that he says will be shorter um uh, and and the like he will start to become uh more misaligned uh with with his words with his body yeah you have to consider what has happened there? David, who I, I admire greatly, I like a lot, I've always liked David Miller, uh, was caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Is it heroic now that, that he has confessed? Some would say so. I applaud him for being back. What do you think that's future echoes of? Because this is at the time... This is at the time where he's being uh, uh, accused of this. It's not yeah. come out yet. It's not come out. Yeah. Uh, so is it heroic that he admitted? Yeah, I think so. Some yeah. would say this. Who would say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's already sort of like, he knows he's going to have to sleep in the bed he's made, so he's trying to make the bed look good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he has to get under those covers. Exactly. So where, this is referenced as a masterclass in lies and deception. If you look at the words, yeah. this is bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he is very successful on the bike, and when he rides fast, I think it's great. Foyt, on the other hand, um, uh, while there's some, you know, some uh, say there's evidence uh, against uh, him, there's uh, also a lot of evidence in his favor. <laughs> and as I said uh, in, a, in, a, in an interview the other there's day, some against him, Foyt but there's some in his favor. Yeah. <laughs> so to appease people like you and others, he can't confess. He doesn't feel like he's guilty. He doesn't feel like he broke the rules. You can't do that just to get people off your back. Uh, I think Ivan, who I also admire greatly, and it's not admiring dopers or non-dopers. I, admi I admire these people as, as, as persons, as people, for what, what they stand for. There you go. There's another disfluency. I admire them as persons, uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, English family, an anxiety growing, shoulder movements growing, discomfort in the lower backs growing, uh, and the like. So much yeah. to work with in this area just from looking at the words. Then you add in the nonverbal communication and the like, and... <laughs> Like me as the journalist, that'd be the next question. Um, so, Lance, uh, uh, Ben Cardle, Daily Mail, uh, <laughs> how much poo are you full of? <laughs> oh, 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 really? Oh, well, brilliant. 
to, to answer your question, I think that uh, people like you who know about poo, who uh, <laughs> I know everyone poos, and I admire that. It's heroic. <laughs> Anybody poo. People who poo are persons. People. Oh. <laughs> I pooed on my people. Oh. <laughs> Do we make mistakes, all of us? Absolutely. As a society, are we supposed to forgive and forget and let people get back to their job? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Leave me be. I've sure got to admit you're this you're soon. Leave me be. For that statement. And I'm not sure that anybody around the world that has been affected by this disease will forgive you. Oh, my God. And he brought that back at the end. I'm but not sure are. that anybody that's been affected by this disease would kill you. I've just had to talk about where I'm growing levels of anxiety, but where I felt calmer at the end was when I could insult you and put everyone else back on my team. I need to calm down. <laughs> and also, forgive me, uh, but as we... <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> also, I've done steroids. What? <laughs> just bloody awful. That is like, it's like getting to the bottom of a lie before you've even asked if they're lying. <laughs> right. And it's just like, well, it's all less about. <laughs> it's like um, uh, uh, Joey from Friends. <laughs> Joey, you're a terrible liar. Uh, no, I'm I'm really good liar. Phoebe was like, so, okay, so who at my whatever bar it was? He was like, oh, so uh, a raccoon. Uh, it came in and uh, with the it said it said Joey you stink at lying <laughs> right <laughs> people people talk about like exactly. uh, yeah people talk about uh, lie detection as well be it, oh I, I saw an eyebrow twitch or a facial twitch I know they're lying you're yeah. an idiot <laughs> uh, to, to be to be quite blunt if that's all you're basing yeah. it on then then you're an idiot uh that in tangent with uh, sorry in tandem with uh words movements twitches changing words content uh, uh pronoun uses exclusions but you know everything else that goes that goes along with non-verbals as well within that area people become yeah. like glass yeah, uh, yeah when when you really start to examine them properly uh Sarah Wells has just has just chimed in with it's all peopley poop. <laughs> peopley poop. That's got quite a nice kind of onomatopoeic oh, ring to it. Peopley poop. Peopley poop. That's my new ring. Yeah. <laughs> peopley poop. Yeah, I know what you mean like with uh, how he was uh coming across said in terms of his body language, just to show how he was kind of collapsing uh in terms of how his words and how he was performing physically were falling out of a line with one another. And it's sort of like trying to keep up. It seemed like at some points when he was sort of trying to lean into back into what he was saying. So it was sort of like shuffling around as if to sort of like correct, correct course, the, yeah. the point he was trying to make and trying yeah. to get his body to sort of do half the work for him. <laughs> right. Which is kind of like uh, what he tried to do with the drugs. Hey! Um, <laughs> <laughs> You can sort of see that where he was going to sort of stop with the ears and the whatnot, because that was the point where it was just like, oh, body's not corresponding <laughs> with the words anymore. Does not uh, compute. Does not compute. <laughs> Lie mode fail. Lie mode fail. Breeze, they cannot see you. 
sure. if we took the spider approach to it, just all of a sudden went. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you just uh, went to answer that question, like, well, to answer that question, what I'm going to do? Oh, so I was talking. <laughs> That's how I inserted them into my body. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> See, me and my head, like I kind of went the the sort of the uh, the Ace Ventura way. Like, uh, so is is what is your what is your name? What he said before, he was, uh, whatever his name was, I worked for whatever paper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna leave it there for another episode. Um, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us on this wild ride of nonverbal communication and the tactics that we can use to employ them. We hope you've enjoyed it. We try and make the uh, the very often dry reading of this area uh, a little bit more enjoyable and edible and. Uh, and the like. Um, so yeah, we're uh, uh, yeah. Just Gakars just jumped in with what already? Yes, already. Um, that's that. That's that's what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, if there's if there's anything that you wanted want us to take a look at in the meantime, drop them in the comments. Um, if there's anything topics that you would like to be covered. Uh, by all means, drop them in as well, and uh, we'll get around to. It. We've got a we've got a laundry list of stuff that we that we want to chat about ourselves. We actually managed to get together to speak about filming the last deduction, um, so yeah. that's underway too. Filming commences Sunday. Yeah, yes, it does. Uh, but for now, we are going to love you and leave you, and. Yeah, good day to you. Good day to you. <laughs> Try, good day babe. To you. Try, babe. Try, <laughs> babe.